What's up, Mango fans? It's your boy, the Hollywood Kid, back at it again on the Weird Science Manga and Anime Podcast, flying solo yet again for another episode of Luke's Like That Manga, Read This Manga. Me and Like That Legion up in here. Oh my goodness. Yes, indeedy. Uh, and you know how we do it here on the Like That Manga, Read This Manga show? Like that manga, read this manga. Manga, a lot of manga. Uh, I can never get that title right. But what we do here is go back and we take a look at whatever manga that we, as in me and Jim, was doing on the Manga Monday episodes. Uh, and the last couple of weeks we've been hashtag hot off the presses. Oh my goodness. Uh, and we've been covering the latest titles to hit the Shonen Jump. So we had Blue Box, and uh, and this week we had new title Candy Flurry, uh, which me and Jim, it was a little too sweet for us. Oh no, uh, it gave us a little bit of a toothache. Oh jeez, those are the jokes. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, we weren't so hot on the Candy Flurries. But bear that in mind though, we were a couple of negative Nancys, but it seems to be having a pretty positive reception, all things considered. Uh, I know Antonio liked it a lot, uh, and and Jason C. Sue42, he liked it quite a bit as well. So maybe we were just a couple of negative Nancys about it, uh, but it wasn't, it, it didn't wow us like Blue Box. But then again, it didn't have blue in the title, so, you know, what can you do at the end of the day? Oh my goodness, it's no 10 out of 10. Oh, jeez. Uh, so we have here a manga, uh, and I'll be fully honest, I think as you'll find as the uh, weeks go on here, in like that manga, read this manga towers, uh, that the, the connection points, the comparisons here are getting thinner and thinner as we go on. Like, <laughs> I'm losing my touch because I think I might have jumped the gun a little bit, uh, with this comparison. I think this one would go really well with the promised Neverland, which happens to be the manga that we're covered next week on the early access. On the, on the Patreon feeds, go and check that out. But that's what we're doing next week. Uh, but this week, we're, we were doing Candy Flurry. And in terms of comparing this manga that I'm about to cover, uh, comparing that to Candy Flurry, I'm not so sure. I'm not convinced, to be honest. I mean, if you, if you zoom out and like look at the big picture, both of them have uh, a female protagonist, which is nice. You don't get that every day in Shonen Jump. They both have a female protagonist. Uh, they both live in a city, uh, <laughs> and they want to. They want to survive in that city. Yes, and and they're going to do whatever they can to achieve their goals. That's about as far as I can go in terms of comparisons. Because one of them is very lighthearted, and they got the lollipop sticks and the donuts and all this funny stuff driving up the walls with the donuts. Uh, and the other one is this manga, Soloist in a Cage, which is uh, a little bit more grim and gritty, to say the least. Oh boy. Oh my goodness. I was not expecting this grimness. Oh jeez. Um, but maybe that, maybe that's why it works. Maybe it's a palate cleanser after all those sweeties. You know, you need, <laughs> you need something serious. Oh, to refine the taste. I don't know. Something like that. But uh, yeah, we're going to hop in because this is a long manga, so we need to get going. This is a long first chapter. So and we'll hop in with Soloist in a Cage. So yes, this is Soloist in a Cage, written and drawn by Shiro Moria. Mo Moria. 
as we'd say it in Ireland, Moira, but it's Moria. There you go. Uh, but yes, this is a, a Manga Plus title. And you know we do love Manga Plus here at the Weird Science Manga and Anime Towers where the magic happens. Oh my goodness. Uh, and not just for the comments. I know Jim loves the comments, but uh, Manga Plus is great because you get all these uh, very, uh, like a wide variety of titles, uh, very much a different taste and a different feel from your regular Shonen Jump Fair. Uh, and you have all this wide variety, such as this, which is, uh, I wasn't expecting this at all. You know, like this is quite serious, quite uh, dramatic, almost like a, like a, a seinen title, even, if we're being honest. Uh, like it gets pretty grim and, and like emotional here. So unlike Candy Flurry at all, really, like <laughs> I, I'm, I'm way off base with this comparison. I don't know what I'm doing. But that doesn't mean that this is not a compelling read in its own right. Uh, I was very impressed. Yes, this is Soloist in the Cage. Uh, now, the deal with this is, okay, we have right now 12 chapters on Manga Plus. You know it's on Manga Plus, so you can read the whole thing for free, just like I did, like, 15 minutes ago before sitting down to record this. I usually, and this first chapter was pretty long. So I thought, okay, I'll just read that and then we'll, we'll hop into record. Uh, but it compelled me so, dear listener. I was compelled to, to read along and an hour later, cause I'm a slow reader. Here we are, all 12 chapters read. And that is including the hiatus as well, because with this, kind of like with Hunter, Hunter, like we had uh, earlier on in the week in the Shonen Explosion, me and Jim, boom. Uh, we had a, a, a long hiatus in the chapters there, and we also have a hiatus here, because we see chapter 10 dropped March 1st, 2019, and then chapter 11 dropped April 13th, 2021. So that is a, that's a big gap. That's two years. And now just back at it again, just this month. So we are relevant, I suppose, in a way. We are hot off the presses with this title as well, it seems. Because it's returning now. Uh, and I gotta say, it's nice to see it come back. You know, like, if you look at the comments for that, uh, for that last chapter in 2019, and then the, the new chapter, uh, chapter 11 in April 2021, everybody's very happy to see the return. And there's a lot of, there's not a, a huge amount of comments here. But uh, you can tell from the people that are reading this manga, uh, they they are very much enjoying the storytelling here uh, and the art as well. The art is incredible. Oh my goodness! But we'll 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 jump into it all because we have chapter one slash season one. Ooh, like the TVs. Uh, it's called Little Brother. Little Brother. Oh my goodness! And we have Prison City, a city where all prisoners are housed. Once you get in, you'll never get out. And we just see this big derelict cityscape and a big wall surrounding it and armed guards on top. Kind of Arkham City-esque. I got those kind of Arkham City vibes going on here. I'm, I wonder if Jim's played that video game. Maybe it's too new. He, he does like the old stuff. But yeah, apparently in this place, this is a, this is a, a wild, unlawful land. Prisoners who realize they're stuck here create their own families. And that's why the population keeps on growing. So you have you have prisoners, and then you have their own families, and you have kids who, you know, grow up in this prison city, uh, and they don't know what the outside world is like. But because of their families and the sins of the father, they're stuck in this horrible prison place. No, no fun at all. Uh, and apparently, over five hundred thousand residents 
are living there, including our protagonist, Chloe, who's just in this lovely little title page, staring out the window and looking up at the sun and the sky, and she's just wondering what might be in that outside world. Oh, my goodness. And we see she spots somebody walking along. This guy, this guy has a bad shake of luck, he does. Because he's just walking along. He's looking around, and he's worried, obviously. You shouldn't be walking around at nighttime in Prison City. Bad stuff happens. Because it turns out you're just one wrong turn away from Slice City. As in the Prison City becomes Slice City. Because we see a lot of grinning dudes hiding in the corners. And then they come out, and it's Shank City time. They whip out the blades, and... Some guy's got a got an industrial pipe, and they just you know, slice and dice this dude. He has no chance, and Chloe covers her ears. She doesn't want to hear this, but it's it's not nice at all, this situation. And then she closes the window, and she's thinking, seven years, I've never left this room, not since the day I was born. And they are in, like, a nice little apartment place here, and it seems to just be Chloe, just, just all by her lonesome. And then you see, like, some little drawing books and, and teddy bears and stuff. So this is a, a kid's room. If a child walks these streets, they'll be killed. You don't want to go into Shank City when you're, what, like seven? You're <laughs> That's bad news, bears. Oh, jeez, Louise. And even at nighttime, she has to keep the lights out. She has to, like, she has to pretend this is a, this is a ghost room. Nobody's living here. Uh, because if anybody finds out, uh, she's done for, pretty much. But it's not just her. And that would be in trouble. We spend each day trying to remain undiscovered. Turns out that there's a little baby boy here in this room as well. And ain't he just cute as a button? Goo goo gaga. Oh my goodness. And she's uh, she's having fun. Uh, he ends up making a big mess out of his nappy. As babies are one to do. And then she has to clean that up. What a mess. And then we notice as she's changing the, the diaper. As they say in America. Um... We see she he the the little baby who's called Locke, he has like a, a distinctive birthmark on his tummy, the mark on your tummy that won't go away uh, because he was born with it. So there's there's a connecting point there, it's that birthmark. And that will become relevant much later down the line. Uh, but remember that little birthmark on his tummy, dear reader. Oh my goodness. And then she's trying to cheer him up because he's he's just, you know, he's a little baby, doing baby things. And, uh, and, you know, she decides what better way to cheer him up by doing a little dance. And she's singing and dancing and probably making a lot of noise. Uh, <laughs> for somebody who was like, we gotta be very quiet, no lights on, don't want anybody spot us. She's, she's tap dancing away here. Oh, jeez Louise. Uh, but yeah, it's just fun. They're all having fun. They're smiling and laughing. And, and it's a nice, it's a happy moment in a dark time. That's for sure. And she says, for me trapped in this little room, my only reason for living was my little brother. Oh, jeez. There you go. Pulling at the heartstrings already. Now we look up, uh, zoom out, and we see up on the top of the wall, the big wall surrounding the prison city, uh, there's a big hole. Uh, and it's under repair. Boom, boom, boom. Clang, clang. A lot of construction going on. And the chief of prison city is here to oversee the repairs. And he's remarking that it's been 80 years this wall has been stood up and, and no, uh, prisoners have escaped in the, that whole time that prison city has been going. And now they have the prisoners even repairing the, their own walls here. So hard luck on them. A terrifying bunch are here to repair it, especially these three. And we see these three 
happened to be Hugo Navarro, the killer from across the border who brought fear to the hearts of our country's soldiers and another mercenary, Hatchy Bearman, who appears to be just a man wearing a bear skin. Like, he has the head of a bear as, like, a as a bear skin helmet. It's very odd. Um, and then the last, but certainly not least, notorious wartime criminal, the one that ties them all together, the Demolition Man, Colonel Ross Sandberg. And he's looking very serious. He's got the scar over the eye. Very serious. They are. The, these are not dudes to be messed with. Oh, my goodness. These guys are no joke, says one of the, like, one of the officers here. But there's no way that these guys are going to make any trouble during the repairs because it turns out they have uh, their own kind of police security force here. The Yes Man robots are on our side, says Evil Warden Man with his evil grin and his glasses. Uh, and they are just these these old-timey camera-looking dudes. Like, they, they really look like those, like, you know, those, like, really old-timey like square box camera. They have square box camera heads. Uh, and it's quite a quirky little design. I like it. But uh, apparently, employing artificial intelligence, the AI, they use a variety of sensors to manage the prisoners. They complete surveillance is possible with the remote control system that the warden controls, the chief. And if any suspicious behavior arises from the prisoners, they'll be instantly shot by one of our 10,000 robots. Holy moly, that's a lot of robots. Oh my goodness. So really, Demolition Man and his buddies don't have a chance of breaking free. Uh, even though, like, the escape is right there. That's the big irony. You know, the hole in the wall. And they can see the, the freedom, you know, at the end of the tunnel of the wall. You know what I mean? But it's it's far from their grasp when they have these uh, these Yes Man robots looking down on them. Oh, jeez. But back at, at home, back at Casa... The Chloe, this little girl is called Chloe. We find that out later. She's writing a little letter and she's having trouble with the spellings, with the words, uh, because I don't know. I'm surprised she can even read and write, to be honest, because she's only seven and she appears to be all alone. Uh, but she's struggling here and then she flinches because she kind of hears some footsteps, some creaking, creaking footsteps going up the stairs. And she says, Oh, oh, better be quiet. Lock, little baby, little baby bro. Because the neighbors are home. And it appears that the demolition man and, and bear man and his buddies, they have returned home. Very sinister panel here. You're worried that, oh, is, is Chloe okay? She's got these hardcore demolition man and his buddies. Uh, like, these guys are no joke. You don't want to mess with these guys. And their next door neighbor? Oh, no. And they look very serious. But it turns out, maybe they're not so bad after all. Because... They're just, they're just really tired from work and they're like, oh geez, gonna hit the hay. Oh my goodness. And Demolition Man, he turns on the radio and he's listening to the news reports. Apparently heavy snowfall is on the way. That might become relevant later. Oh my goodness. Uh, and then he's listening and then, oh, he hears a noise coming from next door. Little Locke is crying and Chloe's panicking here. She doesn't want any noise to be coming out of the room. So she tries to calm him down and quiet him down. Uh, she hides in the bathtub and she's trying to be all quiet. And then she hears footsteps coming. Uh-oh. Turns out it's the demolition man right outside her door. What's going to happen? Oh, jeez. He looks very serious. 
he's gripping onto something, and then he drops it, and then footsteps walk away. Oh, my goodness. And she opens up the door to peek through, see what's going on, and it turns out there's a, a little box and a little bag at her doorstep. Oh, my goodness. What did Demolition Man leave behind? Uh, and Demolition Man returns, Colonel, not again, Colonel, one of his buddies says. And he's basically throwing shade. Look, you can't be butting your nose into other families' businesses. You can't be taking care of that little brat. That's somebody else's problem. Uh, but Demolition Man, he, underneath that grim, gritty exterior, he's got a heart of gold. He's a gem in disguise because he says, I know all that. But when I hear that child cry... It reminds me of my boy back home. And we see a little picture frame and Demolition Man pre-scar Colonel Ross without the scar. And he's got a little wife and kids and very happy families. But then his buddies is all like, don't go too soft on him or else you'll have to make a tough decision when the time comes. Oh, geez. There is something that you and I got to do. So we don't know what's going on with Demolition Man and his buddies. Hmm. But we do see Chloe... Uh, she's opened up the bag and she's got all, oh, she's got the, the baby milk, she's got the tomato soup, a little present from Demo Man, what a nice man he is, and she's singing away in the bathtub and they're all having a good time, so we knew he was a gem in disguise, really, oh my goodness, and then it's time for bed, and she's talking to little baby Locke, Chloe, and she's like, oh, I suppose we should say thank you to our nice little neighbour, always leaving food for us. Uh, but we don't even know each other. What do you think, Locke? And Locke says, goo goo gaga, because he's a baby. And then she's like, oh yeah, I see that you feel the same way. So they are very grateful and appreciative of Demolition Man and his, his little Santa sack of tomato soup. Oh my goodness. Then we see next day, back on the construction site, they're climbing up to fix the big hole in the wall. Uh, and Demolition Man is putting up some, like, rebar or something, some wires. And he's abseiling down, fixing this. And he's got all his, his tool belt and everything. And he's fixing the, the holes. And apparently it's very snowy, stormy weathers. So the Yes Man robots are having trouble uh, getting the visuals uh, on Demolition Man as he works. So maybe they might be able to, to pull some shenanigans while nobody's watching. Hmm... But the, one of the officers, they notice this and they say, okay, we better wrap up work. It's getting dangerous uh, and we can't see anything with this poor visibility. And this is when Demolition Man takes his opportunity here because there is a, a piece of rebar sticking out and he gets a kind of climbing rope and he ties it together and then he weighs it down with a hammer and throws it down. So they have their anchor point here and their climbing rope uh, to perhaps make a great escape. Oh my goodness. And then with that done, he, he gets pulled up. So he has set everything in order now for a great escape to happen. And back at the, back at the house, we see Chloe. She's finally done a little a little letter here. We see all the drawings and everything and all her hard work in doing her spellings. Oh, it's adorable. And she leaves a little letter for her neighbor next door for Demolition Man. Meanwhile, Demolition Man and his buddies, they're getting really excited because everything is in place. Now, all they need to do is wait for the snow to pile up, uh, but they finally have an opportunity to get out. It's time to bust out of here. That's what he says. And everybody's really excited. They, they can't wait to see their family. Home after 10 years. I'll be home soon, Mom. 
Oh my goodness, they just, they're loving life. And Demolition Man is uh, in the hallway. And that's when he notices, he only notices then the letter from Chloe. And he, he's like, what's this? He lifts it up. And as a kid wrote this, what's going on? So it's more than just a baby. What's all this? And then we get the letter, uh, big, <laughs> big writing. It's a kid's writing, you know. Uh, and it says, dear my neighbors, my name is Chloe. My brother is Locke. I write a letter today. Thank you. Spelled thank you. She's getting zero marks on her spelling test. Oh, no. You are so kind. Since my neighbors give food, Locke and I can live. We can survive thanks to you. And this is when Demolition Man, he kind of, he, he, he's like, what? Are you kidding me? There's a kid, a little girl and her baby brother. That's it. That's the only buddy living next door. He gets very uh, shocked and surprised by this. And this is bad news because this is like the night before the big breakout. This is an unexpected turn of events. Uh, so he is very uh, conflicted by all this. And then we do see a bear man and the buddies. They're getting ready. They're looking at all that snow piled up high. That's going to be their opportunity to climb up and use the, the rope to get out of here. The climbing rope. The climbing the wall is going to be a piece of cake. The goddess of luck is on our side this time. Ain't a colonel? Oh my goodness. But colonel is not smiling. Demolition man has a frown. And he says, there are two kids living next door. And they're like, what? Oh no. It turns out that their parents took off about six months ago. Right when I started leaving food for them. And this is exactly what the buddies were saying. Don't get too attached because when the time comes, you're going to have to make a difficult choice. And they're like, Colonel, demolition man, you can't be doing this. What are you thinking? What are you doing? There's no way a kid can break out of here. And a baby? Impossible. In order to get over the wall, we got to sneak by the guards. And if that baby starts to wail, it'll be a rain of bullets. There is no chance that they're getting out of here with a kid and a baby in tow. A demolition man, he knows all this. I understand. But without me, those two will ellipses. He's, you know, it's a very, it's very rough. You know, he has a lot on his mind here. But his buddies, they are desperate. They are like, we got to get, this is our first chance in 10 years. We're not going to get a chance like this. A miracle like this will never occur again. Don't go soft now. Just stick to the plan to reunite with our families. And then he Demolition Man, he remembers his wife and his child. Oh, no. Please, Colonel, we have to think about ourselves here. We got to survive this. I just want to see my family. So it's very, it's a very difficult position these guys are in. Don't you miss them, too? We see Bear Man and everybody. Oh, there's a lot of feels. Oh, jeez. And, and Demolition Man, he's just thinking, yeah, you're right. So it's a very tough position on these guys. And you know, like this, like it's pretty serious already. I'm like, we're only, we're only halfway through it, but it's, you know, very, very complicated, uh, stuff going on. A lot of big emotions and stuff like this. Oh, it's deep. Oh my, we didn't get this with the lollipop girl, did we? No, we didn't. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Not too much shade on Candy Flurry, but it wasn't really my cup of tea, if we're being honest. But yeah, we see that the escape plan is in action. Bear Man and the Buddy, they're the first ones to go, and they're able to get climbing. It's too snowy, so the Yes Man robots don't notice as they climb up and they start making their escape. They see the edge of the wall and the cracks. They're going to be able to make it. Meanwhile, Demolition Man 
being the gem that he is, Gemolition Man has to do, <laughs> has to do one last, you know, one last good deed, one last good Samaritan before he makes his great escape. He stocks up all the supplies he can get, nappies, he gets the health kits, the first aid, the cup noodles, the tomato soups. He, he bundles it all up in the boxes and the bags uh, and he leaves it outside Chloe's door and then he's thinking, forgive me. But this is this is all he can do now because he has to escape. But at least he can leave them these supplies. That's the least he can do. And then he goes. And Chloe's thinking, our neighbor tried to save us, but we have no hope in the end. We've never gone outside, after all. We didn't even leave this room the day our parents stopped coming home. I couldn't leave you all alone to search for them. Right, Locke? That's when I knew everything would be okay, as long as we were together. I'm not afraid of anything with you here, Locke. Locke's sleeping, so he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't hear any of this nice words. But, you know, the sentiment is still there. So, clearly, you know, we don't know what happened with the parents. There might have been, they might have went off scavenging and then something bad happened. But really, it's just been Chloe and Locke here this whole time. And as they kind of climb into bed together, Chloe says, we might die, but I don't mind dying with you. And then she kind of looks at Locke and she says, Locke, what do you want to do? Do you want to live? And then Locke lifts up his little hand and points. And then Chloe just looks and ooh. What's going on here? But then we see the escape is on. The great escape. Demolition man. He's got like his rock climbing gear, his rope and his pulley. And he's climbing along. He's going up, scaling the wall. He's going up. And he makes it. And he climbs up and he gets there. And then the nobody spots him. The yes man robots, they're too snowy. They can't see anything. So he's sneaking along. But then he kind of notices from the climbing rope, he notices it, it kind of jiggling a little, and he's like, what's going on? Somebody's pulling on the rope, what the heck? It can't be. And then he starts pulling it up, and there's a weight to it. So somebody's obviously climbing up the rope. He's pulling, and he's pulling, and he looks, and who is it? It's Chloe and her little baby brother. They're climbing up there, oh, just like looking absolutely frozen, and you see just the terror in her eyes, but she's climbing up. And, and Demolition Man, he's just looking and his hands is shaking as he holds the rope. And then he sees her grip is starting to, starting to slack on the rope. She's about to fall. And then he goes, Oh no. He, he jumps down to grab her and then bang makes a loud noise when he lands. He hits the pipe. The rocks hit the scaffolding, clang, clang. Obviously all this noise alerts all the robots. And then we just get this awe. Oh, very ominous panel. All the Yes Men robots with their little beady camera eyes just turn around and start looking. And we see just all the lights from on top of the wall just all starting to look down at Demolition Man. And they all just look up as it starts shining on them. And Demolition Man just grabs uh, Chloe. But ratatata, ratatata, ratatata. Oh my goodness. They are going shooting to kill here. And Demolition Man grabs her in to protect her. Uh, bullets are coming all over the place one of the bullets knocks the strap that chloe had the little baby on and and now it's dangling in the wind oh no baby brother lock oh no what's happening chloe grips onto that like little hammock that the baby's in she grips onto that and she does not let go she has a firm grip on that and then we see the yes man robots they're reloading and they have they have both of them dead in the sights they are like it's bad news and the bullets just start raining down on them. Bam, bam, bam. 
one of them actually hits Chloe right in her arm, right in the arm that's holding on to Locke and the little the little baby wrap. And we see she's just crying and the grip. Oh no! And poor Demolition Man, he's been like kind of knocked out. And then he just comes to. He sees the blood dripping, and then he sees that Chloe's grip has not let go of Baby Locke. She is holding on, even with the blood, even with the bullet. The wound all down her arm and the blood just dripping. She's got a firm grip and she is not let go. And Demolition Man, he's like, what a kid. My goodness, this determination from Chloe. Oh my goodness, inspirational. Chloe's just saying, Locke, don't worry. I'll never leave you because I'm your big sister. I'm here to take care of you. And this is where it's just, oh, it's just, it's just devastating. Because we see the rip. Part of the cloth that Chloe's holding on to, it starts ripping under the weight of baby Locke. And Chloe's just thinking, I would do anything for you. That's right. And we see all these little happy memories of her singing with baby Locke. If you want to live, I'll do anything. And then we just see, oh, it's devastating. The the cloth tears. And you don't actually see that's It's almost like it's from baby Locke's point of view. We see it just falling down and we see just... Chloe looking down and just tears in her eyes and then just almost a black panel, like an abyss. And like right in the center, you see, you can just make out little baby lock and the little wrap. Oh, it's just, it's devastating. And this next scene here is very well played because uh, we have that little line of dialogue from Chloe. Uh, but after that, this is all just no words, just, just the pure art. And this is where the art really shines. We see just the pure emotion here. Just the sadness coming from Chloe uh, and coming from Locke and coming from Demolition Man as well. I mean, like, imagine seeing this. Like, this is just devastating. But then kind of survival instincts kick in. He grabs Chloe and he just dashes because they are about to get a hail of bullets coming down on them. And they just run, run. Demolition Man, he grabs one of the climbing ropes and he just does a pure leap of faith uh, off the top of the wall. And they just dive down. That's their only chance to survive. They just dive down. And the bullets stop firing. And the, the Yes Men robots, they just watch. They just all glare as Demolition Man falls down, down into the abyss. Oh my goodness. And then back in the control room, uh, the chief has arrived and he's not happy. What the hell is going on in here? There's been an escape in Ward 63 East, the collapsed section of the wall. One of the escaped prisoners happens to be the neighbor's country, the neighboring country soldier, Ross Sandberg. So we don't know. Like, there's a lot we don't know with this prison. Are Is this like political prisoners? Are they soldiers at war here? Demolition man? What's going on here? We opened fire and saw them plummet from the wall. Chances are they were killed. But chances, chances isn't good enough for the chief. He gets very angry. 80 years for 80 years, not one single prisoner has escaped. Now you say it happened on my watch? Oh, he's furious. And he's like, let's hunt them down, apprehend and execute these escapees at all costs. They will not be allowed to escape. Not on the chief's watch. And we do see some footprints here. So they are already making their escape. The awooga, awooga, alarm's going off. Demolition Man, obviously seen better days here. He's just kind of passed out, bleeding, 
on the on on the snow floor not look he's in a bad way he is in a bad way um and but then he kind of wakes up and he looks up and he sees little chloe at the at the base of the wall just scraping at it and this is well it's, it's so many moments in here are just devastating just absolutely heartbreaking just to see uh, because we see little Chloe here and she's scraping at the wall. So much like her hands, her fingernails are just bleeding. That's because she's just like running them up against the wall, trying her desperately to climb back up. And she's almost as if she's in a trance here, just like saying, lock, lock, and demolition man. He's like, Chloe, stop, give it up. You have to keep your arm still. Because this is like still the arm that she got a bullet through, you know, wounded here. But she's just in a trance. She's just saying, lock, lock. Uh, and Demolition Man, he says, look, there's a mountain of snow on the other side. We fell and we're still alive. So it's possible that your little brother, he survived as well. But for now, there's nothing you can do. And just she's scraping, scraping. She's not stopping. And she said, I made a decision. I'm going to protect my baby brother. And then we see just like the, just this determination in her eyes here. I'll keep him safe until he grows up. That's what I decided. And Demolition Man, he recognizes, he remembers that grip. She's not giving up that easy. And he's thinking, I understand, Chloe. I understand. Oh my goodness. And he says, I will. And then he kind of looks at her and he says, I'll take care of you. And he grabs her hand so she stops scraping on the wall. And he says, one day you can come and rescue your brother. I'll raise you to be strong. I promise. We knew Demolition Man was a gem all along. We knew this. And then we see out from behind the forest, uh, Bear Man and the buddies, they've, they've all escaped. And they're returning how to pick them up. Uh, and they probably were expecting Chloe to tag along. This, you know, this complicates plans a little bit. Oh, jeez. But a uh, demolition man, he says, but now we have to go. And then she kind of, Chloe stops scraping and she kind of says, ellipses. And then she looks down and she just starts crying. Oh, gee, like, oh, this poor little girl. I mean, all she had was his little baby brother. And now she doesn't even have that. Like, what, what type of cruel world is this? Jeez, and not a lollipop or a donut in sight. Oh, jeez, Louise. And then we see just the last panel is Bear Man kind of lifting her up and giving her a big hug as they walk, as they make their escape. Let's go. Time passes. What has become of Chloe? Ellipses. And that is the end of the chapter. Oh, my goodness. Just heartbreaking stuff. So that was it. What a, what a, what a roller coaster ride of emotions. And it was all pain. It was... <laughs> It was all sadness. Like, this is a very dark manga. Very serious. Um, and almost without hope. Especially at the end. Like, I, that's one of the reasons why I had to keep on reading. Because I was like, I, I was, I did not see the little baby and, and the claws tearing and little baby lock. I thought, oh, maybe they'll all escape together. No, that's not what happens. And just seeing that desperation almost from Chloe right at the end just scraping at the walls oh it's devastating oh jeez Louise it's heartbreaking stuff and I think part of the reason why that works as well is because the art here is fantastic I mean I'm not able to do it justice it's very it's it's astonishing really and further on in the manga uh, it almost has like a photo realistic effect I've never seen beards 
drawn so well as in this manga. It's very impressive stuff altogether. And it also really captures those emotions. Those emotions from Demolition Man, emotions from, from Chloe, obviously, the determination as well. Like, the art is really what sells a lot of this. And Moria, our manga kid here, they let the art do a lot of the talking. They let the art do a lot of the heavy lifting. A lot of show don't tell, you know. And there's a lot here that we don't understand. Like, we don't understand what's going on exactly with this prison. Why are they here? What's like, there's a lot of questions. But still, you're compelled by these characters. And you're compelled by these emotions. All shown in the art. So even that with this long page count. 74 pages. That's a, that's a big ask, you know. That's a lot of pages. And you know the way me and Jim is. You know, anything past 20 and we get confused. 74 pages is quite a lot. But... But it's this kind of simple, character-driven storytelling that really compels you to keep on going. And that tragic twist at the end. Little baby lock. Oh, no. Like, that's that's what really compels you. And that's what drives you to keep on going. Uh, and I must say, I'm very happy that I did. I'm very happy that I both read this chapter and continued on to read uh, up to chapter 12. And I'll keep on going now. I did, I'm hooked now, to be honest. It gets pretty dark, I will admit. Like it's a very, it's a very grim and upsetting uh, setting for a manga. This prison city, uh, and it's a dark place indeed. Uh, but there's still hope, you know. And I think Chloe uh, symbolizes a lot of that here, and her quest to to save little baby brother Locke. Oh my goodness, you can't help but root for her, you know, it's a little gem and demolition man here. All gems. Who knew that prison city? But also end up being Gem City. Oh my goodness. Uh, and yeah, like Chloe's gonna have to toughen up a little if she wants to save her little bro. Uh, and even, you get the idea even from the, like the main art, uh, on Manga Plus here. She's whipping out the long blades. Yeah, yeah. Chloe can get down to business. You might think, oh, she's just a little girl here. But when she wants to, Chloe can get down to business and, and bring the pain tray. Should be called Slice City. Slice and dice in a cage. She goes, uh, she goes crazy sometimes. Oh my goodness. So yeah. Uh, but you're, you're already rooting for her because you have that connection right here from chapter one. So I would say a very strong debut here. I could, I could go 8.5. I'd say 8.5. I think my main drawback here is that at times the art, the art is very detailed. Uh, but we, I, maybe it's because it's black and white and with some of the shading and stuff, like it's very dark. It's a very dark setting as well. I found particularly in the escape sequence, it was kind of a little tricky to follow the conveyance sometimes. It took me a couple of times to figure out that what was happening was he was setting up the rope and the, and the hammer to, to climb down. Uh, that took me a while to figure out what was going on there. And there's a couple of sequences during the escape where you kind of have to really study the panel to figure out what's going on. Maybe that's just me being a dummy. We all know this is true as well. Dark being as detailed and kind of like shadow heavy as it is, it does have uh, its advantages and disadvantages, I'd say. But by no means not a turnoff either. Uh, and when it works, it really does work. So I would say this is well worth a read. Uh, if you are looking for something, maybe if you're looking for a different type of vibe, after Candy Flurry, you know, me and Jim weren't so hot on that. And and you're looking for something maybe a bit more serious in tone. This is the one for you. Also, I would say uh, any fans of The Promised Neverland out there, very much this. Because this is all about a girl and, and her struggle to survive. 
uh, and her quest to save her family. You know, there's a lot of Promised Neverland vibes going on here. Me and Jim will get into that next week. But I'd say, uh, especially for fans who maybe weren't so happy with the season two of the anime, kind of going off the rails a little bit, check out this soloist in the cage. This might be right up your alley. And it captures that kind of thrilling suspense that Promised Neverland did so well. It makes for quite the dramatic, but also compelling read. So yes, I did enjoy it quite a bit. At 8.5, it gets a thumbs up from me. Yes, indeed. Thank you for listening to Luke's Like That Read This on the Weird Science Manga Podcast. Now, you gotta do three things before you go. Before I let you go, number one, head on over to @weirdmanga on the Twitters and follow us and we will follow you back. That is the weird science way of doing business. And it is, of course, your one-stop shop for all the latest and greatest manga news. Oh, boy. Uh, number two, while you're at it, you will notice that on the Twitter, we have a link to our weirdsciencemanga at gmail.com email address. And through that, you can send us all of your questions and your queries. Uh, you will read them all out as we do. You send us in your top sevens, send in your requests, and you might get added to the Manga Monday recommendation list. Oh, my goodness. And last of all, last but not least, check out the Weird Science Manga Podcast Patreon, where you can get access to the full Manga Monday experience. 14 early access episodes with new episodes added every week for your listening pleasure. It is just that easy. But I want to thank everybody for listening and to stay tuned to the Weird Science Manga Podcast for more manga goodness.